The lights come up. The camera focuses. You are somewhere between and the reality of your life is on show. We feel compelled to put on a show all the time and on the stage of life, it is filled with some award-winning performances that most will never get to see on stage. Not all of our stories are glamorous. I am Philip Clark. Join me today as we unearth the many roles of real people who share their journey and the lessons learned on that journey. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Real Life. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, my friend, them, my all of my friends out there, I just want to say how much I am really very pleased this morning. You know, I'm really on cloud nine. We're going to be talking to somebody who, for me, has been a mentor, has been a role model, especially in the art of poetry and hence the art of communication. And uh, I really want to just big him up. You know, he's a guy that I have tremendous amount of respect for. I grew up listening to him. <laughs> but I know all my men talk to me. I'm talking to a soul, a spirit that is timeless. And when you hear him, you know me I talk about. Yaso Safari, what you say? They are not giving thanks, bro. Uh, Very intriguing and interesting intro. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try to make it like that, you know. You know, we are in the creative arts, so we have to make it interesting and intriguing when we can. So yeah, because yeah, we, we're creating pathways, even though we are people of the ancient future. Yes. We, we is an amalgam of the very best of our ancient traditions with the very best of contemporary dictates. So we keep it creatively dynamic. So that's good. Wanna hear that, my friend? Wanna hear how the man just relapsed a while ago? I mean, intellect par ox excellence, you know, man. We can't, we can't bother with you, you know, man. We can't manage you, you know, man. Just, just go easy with them today. Just go easy. <laughs> so, yeah, so we need to have one introduction prepared for you. We can go ahead and do Papa. Yeah, man, why not? He is considered a philosopher poet. Yasos Farai in 2020 was a fellow of the New Earth Institute, a nominee of the 2014 UN Fellowship for People of African Descent, and a shortlisted nominee of the Poet Laureate of Jamaica. We have to talk about that, you know, Yasos. I dig deep, man. Mm -hmm. Poetry <laughs> in motion is the brainchild of Yasser Safari. He uses the arts and entertainment through poetry in the process of social renewal, social harmony, and social transformation. Yes, Yasser's brainchild is a showcase poetry in motion, which is an annual event celebrating Jamaica's poetic heritage and now the brilliant concept of the Jamaica Poetry Festival and which is an annual festival. Now that's what people tend to describe me as. I would like to describe this man as a spiritual being, 
that touches, permeates, and enlightens wherever he goes. I am very, very pleased to be in the company of an eternal soul as this man, Yasas Afari. Welcome Thanks, bro. to the Lights, Camera, Real Life. Yeah. Yes, sir. We kind of like that, you know, um, the description of being a spiritual being that enlightens wherever we go because we consider ourselves a poetic alchemist. So we add value to anything we come in contact with and we hopefully gain from that experience as well. And so if my name Yasa Safari means a gift of vision, so it's good that you would have perceived that. Well, all right, make it a ticky already, make it a ticky already. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get into the man, the life of the man, Yasos, because you know, when you when we first connected, well, when I first saw you or heard your voice, I think I heard you before I saw you. I think I heard you on, on radio and then I saw you. And I said to myself, there's something about the essence of you that it not just uh, perks my interest, but I find the word real is what comes out at me the word real and i don't think it's by coincidence that you're here on this uh, podcast well i've i've always wanted i've always felt that who you are in your presentation in your performance is who you are in real life and uh, i said to myself this is somebody i really would love, love to meet and a long time coming one day I, I heard of your book signing. The book was called Vocal Ink. Mm -hmm. And I came up to you and bought one of the books and I asked you to autograph the book. And you don't know how special that was for me. That was a very, very special day. And I want to start off by reading a poem from the book. It's entitled, You Are. You are, you are. You are what you are. You are who you are. And who you think you are. You're more. You are more. You are more than what you are. And far more than who you think you are. You're a present. You're a book. You're an answer to a lost question. A question to a lost answer. You're a question, you're an answer. You're a key to a closed door. You're an open book. You are more, you are, you're, you're, yes, you are, and more. <laughs> this attests to the, the literary creativity of this man, but yeah. I wanna, talk about that the end the sentiment of that poem and how you came to that perspective you grew up in rural saint elizabeth in a small town tell me a little bit about that well, firstly it's a very intriguing choice um, in terms of what you read just now for many reasons mm -hmm. Uh, well, we just try to answer your question directly now. Um, no, man, go ahead well, and tell me how you feel about it. No, well, we just we just say it. It's, uh -huh. it's intriguing for many reasons because 
it encapsulates how I and I perceive myself and others in terms of if you read Kibalian, you know that nothing is absolute and they become absolute, they become obsolete. And so there are two sides to the book. You know, there is the visible and the invisible, audible, the inaudible, the manifested, the unmanifested. And so that speaks to who we are. Even though we, have, we are physical in terms of what you see on this plane, we are essentially spirits, even as you describe by any spiritual beings. We all are spiritual beings. So essentially, we all are, all are invisible. And what is the permanent thing about us are not the things that are visible. They are the things that are invisible. So essentially, we are spirits having physical experience, not the other way around. So, you know what I mean? There was a lot of sentiments, a lot of my philosophy and perspective embedded in that, in that piece that you choose. Anyhow, I was born in a little community called Hambreton Town, actually Hamilton Town, because my, my mother parents are Hamilton. But true to the St. Elizabeth vernacular, we call it Hambreton Town. No electricity, no running water, no clock, no watch, no radio, no sundial, no television, no timepiece, no electrical appliances. It's like a one-room mud house, Darbon Wackle, kick and book, jealousy window, touch roof, tank, latrine, kitchen, buttery. You know how the thing Um It was quite interesting, really. And I was, what I find it so interesting, I was born in a thunderstorm. So much so that, you know, it get foggy from morning, light and thunder, rain. And so when my time come for born now, them send for the lady, the midwife, Miss Katie. And um, by the time she read, people don't really understand if a Monday or Sunday. Um, and so what happened, I was told at age 12, when they're ready for register, you know, they say, but we don't know which day in barn cars, da, 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 da. So there was a debate in the family. I'm a grandfather intervened. I said, all right, you know, don't the long argument. Now let's give him the new day. Which I found very instructive as well, because if you notice, I referenced the idea of an ancient future. I like to see myself, I see us all, but we subscribe to that concept. Have we been, you know, beings of the ancient future? Because that which was is that which is and that which is to be. You know what I mean? And we are, we are essentially product of prior manifestation. In other words, we were before we were manifested. Mm. And so some of those sentiments embedded in that point that you chose a while ago as well. So for him, for say, my grandfather, for say, all right, don't the argument, give him the new day. So essentially, I could have easily be from the old day. Yes. And I could have easily be born on the old day. Yes. So irrespective of that, give him the new day. I found that quite interesting as we grow and, and learn about the story. One of the important things about that story again is that um, one time I was 12, I was going to school. I'm going to the mother room, I mean, I'm going to do in the morning. And, you know, bless her up and tell her bye and thing, and she give me a guidance. I said, Mama, tell me what day of the week I was born. That was how I knew this story then, from 12. And she told me. I said, So, Mama, what was happening on the day that I was born? So, I learned about the lightning and thunder. So, I said, So, Mama, why you give me the name that you give me? 
And she explained that to me. I would like to tell you that day was a pivot, a pivotal point in my life. Because by the time I started going to high school now, once we learn about lightning and thunder, we get intrigued. So I learned from early how lightning and thunder work mm -hmm. on many different levels. Mm -hmm. And I interpreted it as the audiovisual twin, you know, light traveling in a straight line, sound traveling in a wave, a sine wave. Um, so one slow than one, but essentially they are essentially the same sight and sound. Like when you hear a man say, you see what me I say. That's yeah. interesting as well in terms right. of um, and so even in 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 Ethiopia, in Amharic, it's one word for both lightning and thunder. That's mabrak, not two different words. Mm -hmm. And so when I started writing poetry. I, I, I kind of refer to that as being the audiovisual twin because you hear when we, we sound it, when you write yeah. it, you can see it, you know? Yeah. So, your so, mother, um, so your mother gave you the name Yasos or your mother gave you a name before that? No, my mother gave me the name John. Okay, so you were asking her why she named you John. Yes, okay. mm -hmm. and John gave I the name Yasos Afara. So, it was an interesting story. I'm going to the depth of the like a whole heap of things, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I have a brother who is four years older than I am. My mother got this inspiration to name one of our children John. So the two boys are the last two, so she has four children. The two first two were girls. So she, if you ever have a, a child, she will name him just a boy, she will name him John. Mm -hmm. So when she has my brother now, who is four years older than I am. She will give him the name John and my father wouldn't have it. So four years after by my father was in his early 60s. My father was born in 1893, you know. Oh. Which is interesting. Very. Um, very interesting. Um, and so when I look at the age differential, because my mother was in her early 40s at the time, that my mother feel empowered uh, because Maybe it's no one ever kind of situation. So she decided to give me the name John. Mm. My father ended up disowning me and be on the basis of the name. So if you name John and a female. So my father wa wanted to name me something like Ventura. Because I'm one who lived in Canada for uh, sorry, Canada, Cuba for some time. Cuba. And, and a bit intrigued with Fidel Castro and the whole world. Ah, As a matter of fact, they used to call my father Castro. I see. Me never see my father outside as some animal khaki yet, you know. And so he seemed to have been a bit upset and, and it never happened. Um, until maybe I was about 10. That, you know, him come back to his senses. So what happened is that I had that. So, so it sounds to me. It sounds to me that you were born into a revolutionary type environment. I mean, with your father, you know, it, it sounds to me as if you're even born into a forward-thinking. Even though I mean, everybody wasn't so educated as we call it educated, but there's a sort of forward-thinking environment that you're you, you were born into. So I don't. I. I it's, it's almost as if. The way how you speak now and who you are now is no coincidence. You know, Philip, I wouldn't have looked at it that way, but in order to say it makes a lot of sense. I maybe mean, just that consciously never view it, but yeah, I mean, the information is there. My father is a philosopher and is a deep thinker. He's a man who spent a lot of time by himself. 
He's a man who very profound, very philosophical, deep in thought, in another time for the joke. And my mother now, on the, on, on the other side, my father was about 60, couple inches tall, 200 and enough pounds. Mm. My mother was five feet, three inches tall, petite. Wow. Really close 100. But my mother, to be honest, my mother seemed to be from a lost African tribe. They are very small. They are, a king, they are from a queendom of women who are hardworking and feisty and plat straw. Due to my research, I come up with that. Okay. And so my mother was a strong, feisty, kind, loving, hardworking woman, no pushover. Was, never got um, no big old school, but brilliant beyond, beyond normal, you know? And so, yeah, so we grew up in an environment whereby we were supposed to be impoverished, but we weren't. We were wealthy in terms of our resourcefulness, in terms of the dignity, the pride, the credibility, the, 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 the resourcefulness, the Tony Hanmeck fashion, the feast, the independence. Um, my mother, again, the emphasis she placed on education, remarkable. And um, and how how almost crazy in terms of our generosity. Why I say that? My mother had four children. Let me tell you the background. My mother ended up adopting seven children in making live. Wow. With 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 the little that she had, with the little that she had, um, and she multiplied the little way become enough. And, and we grew up now, when I was in school, people think we were from a rich family because we ever put together right and we didn't have a big and obviously now have a teeth, but certainly now have a big, now have a drop of standard, now have a wash linen in the dirty linen in the public kind of thing. Yeah. We were not fake, you know, but, yeah. but we now go complain like to, yeah. me, to envy what others do and achieve. And to complain about your own challenges is almost like dodging responsibility. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we man up and woman up and face up and work it. And let me show you that. Like going to school, we, 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 we all broke my hand down to it. And we don't complain. The school book, mm -hmm. all underwear. Wow. Within the family. So, so, so we good. If, if, if I want to close your eyes, you close your eyes, run out of all. We never have a fridge, but after a while, we were able to buy a personal fridge. So you hang up behind the personal fridge. If not, a personal you're... fridge? Sorry, me not know that one. Oh, you want to work. And so my mother would have put eye on a fire, cleaned it up, banana rush, and dry your clothes with the hot iron. I was closing start so you can cut yourself without a seed. So you're going to school, clean and fresh, yeah. even though the same one you have to wash from last yeah. time. Personal fridge, you have, I mean, if you think back, you may remember, man. But maybe to your group outside of the, um, the rural area, maybe never come across it. But so you have a. No, a no, tank. sir. No, sir. I sent a band, a brownstone sent I never come across the idea of a personal fridge. Well, probably what time we born. When we born, we never born with that, but. I'm not a problem. What I'm doing now still, you have like a tank, flat, and you put it, you shove it in under the base of the fridge. 
So curse the island of that, and it has a wick. Oh. So you light it, and the the wick go up on the condensation and very very thickness. Okay. So you have a fridge. Yes, sir. So, so we never have electricity until in the 80s. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. this was an interesting thing. Right, listen, and I, 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 I like me a old man, you know. But the first time we hear radio play, you know, me and my brother and my cousin take off the back of the radio and look for the man in there. <laughs> <laughs> Again, say that. No, I'm <laughs> not no, tell you, man. I look at not only that, you see, the first time the aircraft fly over our community, everybody depending on the air priest, the master got called before. Yes, sir. For real, I don't make me make it up. I tell you. <laughs> I'm from a community called, all right, called Hambreton Town, as we tell you. Mm. Well, it's like an African village, you know. People close knit, but people survive up a subsistence farming. Everybody have a like a, 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 a pig type and a tree or, or two. They have a goat tie out. They have some fowl or in the yard before they lay egg. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Who not do like farming, go a market or. You know, it's real, real hard work. And you know, so since the people they kind of feast it and mm. cock at it. Mm -hmm. So then you know, certain things, they work hard, them, yo, them not take no talk from nobody. So when I tell you about them things, you know, it's a deep rural community, you know. Yeah. When I tell you, all right. It's when I go states, my brother. Me walk six miles every morning to go catch bus. Six miles. Six miles. So that's six miles to two and back or three miles to and then three six miles. miles go and six miles come back oh so about 12 years ago if uh, people who know me know i know me from early when 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 i mean i got chaos and even after chaos you know me sleep like a tree you know hold on a second I, hold on a second hold on a second not, not go so far so yet Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, them, uh, we're talking to philosopher, poet, poet extraordinaire, uh, a national icon. Yes, I would like to call him a national icon, Yasus Afari. And he's talking about his humble beginnings. And I, and I substitute the word humble for his uh, special beginnings, because you see, everything that we go through seems to be what makes us is it's essential to the fabric that makes us and this is why i love to hear uh stories like this so yasos you said you walk six miles to school that is states saint elizabeth technical high school yeah. and six miles Far back home that's yeah. 12 miles before that, I attended Junction Junior Secondary School for a year. Uh -huh. So we were the last set of students who did technical entrance from, from, from Junction. So we beat down the six mile sentence they took before states. Wow. So me just said that, but not only that. When we when we walk the six miles, then it's a catch. 
careful about a, a, a robbery bossing. For travel and need a portion of distance by the bus. So we have to wake up like 4, 4.30. That's a high level of discipline, though. High level of discipline, yeah, I agree. And commitment. Yeah. And you can't shirk your responsibility because we mother police that way. Yes. And, yes. And when remember, so when you come home for the illegal work, a lamp light, they have to work with you. So what time you come home from school? What time what, by the time you get home from well, school? Yeah, what time I is mean, it? States, 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 states over about three o'clock, I think. So the bus leaves by four. So you get to a minute at dusk. Mm. But by the time you do a couple of things and Ray, and by the time you shut your you wake up again. Mm. <laughs> All right. So or something else. Yeah. After after states, after states, you were well between that and the College of Arts, Science and Technology, which is now the University of Technology, Jamaica. How did you get into uh, to cast at the time as it, as it was? And what inspired you to want to pursue higher education? Right. Well, maybe I jumped a little bit fast because I wanted to, to show you the wisdom of something that I said earlier. Okay. In the 70s, I had a teacher of English called Mrs. Alga McDonald. We are friends up to this day. Nice. And she asked us to write a poem. That time, remember, we did, we did AEB. You know? Have you ever heard about AEB? AEP? AEB. AEB. Um, Associated Examination Board. Oh, no. We never did London or the Cambridge. Oh, OK. We did AEB. It was more a technical right. presentation. Right. That's, so before, that's, the, that's before GCE. Right. But it's the same O level now, but it's AD. Okay. But it's as technical schools did that. Oh, okay. Grammar school. Right, never, right. Never okay. Okay, so for our AD coursework. And so I wrote a poem called The Traveling Song. So just as you say, your environment helped create the perspective of your thinking. Because my, when she asked, I had a fascination with the sun for many reasons, some obvious, some not so obvious. Because remember, we, where we come from, Bush capital, you know. We used to put Blinky and Peeny Wall in a buckle for make our, our, our flashlight at night. You know. Yes, I know about that. So, right. So we, you know, we had a fascination with the sun. When we see the sun rise, I'm on it, we got warm sun. You ever hear the concept of warming sun? Yeah. <laughs> right. We cook. I, I, I make sure I come forward to that later. That is a very profound practice. Remember this interject it right here. That's actually your penile gland is a solar battery. It's a solar battery. Yeah. So the idea of warming the sun is the idea of energizing your penile gland. Uh, we can't get forward to that. I've, I've, my research lead me to that over, over years. Yeah, yeah. So you know, so I wrote a poem called The Traveling Sun because I had a fascination, a fascination with the sun. And with elements and the natural environment. And she read the poem to the class and said, This is a very good poem. You must continue writing. So I was a recipient of positive reinforcement from that, from that perspective. Absolutely. And so, you know, when I decided to pursue poetry. And, and, that's, and that's a point there, you know, Yasos. That's a point there about 
teachers encouraging uh, yes. their, their students yes. from a very early stage. Whenever yes. you see students, you know, expressing that kind of talent, whatever it is, it's so important for students to remember. Because you see, you remember that. You remember that, and that's that, that's how many years ago you remember that. And it's and not only that in the seventies, but, for, but for, for in the seventies, but for boys to recognize a young man doing that kind of work and to encourage him that's also very interesting. Exactly. That's why I mean, when I see me make the point say that woman, we call her a poetic mother. She called me her son, you know. Because I see one of the things that was interesting, you know, it's a technical school, boys kind of weak on English. Correct. I was not considered a weak English student. By, by the standards in the class. So I was one of the top English students. So that was interesting for, for, for that reason. And so that poem that, me, as you said, me remember, me not only remember, me hear a voice still ringing in my head, you must continue writing. You must continue writing. You must continue writing. Wow. Like, no, one of my sayings is that if you're not right or wrong, God will write, make things right. We write to rewrite history, burn illusions and fantasy and create her own reality. So what she did then was like, she is like a psychic imprint. So anyhow, so after States, I got to work with Jamaica Telephone Company in Mandeville. So I was a telephone technician that worked inside um, the test center. So we would run tests on the telephone lines, both the simple one as well as the PBX. The one with the switchboards at the Alpart and Alcan and um, Alco and the bigger companies. So we, we, we worked in Central Jamaica, more specifically St. Elizabeth, Manchester, Pasa Clarendon, basically. And so we would test the lines and allocate um, technicians to go out and repair. We test with the TV people, the cable people, and the repair people. So my, my um, I published some poems in the school magazine at States. And then when I was at telephone company, recognizing some of the things that you learn in school, being applied in telecommunication was an eye opener for me as well. And that was when I discovered the word telepathy. Because many people don't remember or recognize consciously. Telepathy. telepathy is older than telephonic. Mm. We are telepathic beings. Is when we fall from the powers and practice the necessity become the mother of invention. Mm. But we are telepathic. So what happened is that um, that was again fascinating. And so, you know, it found the, that those kind of thinking found a way in some of my poems. So, I won't even tell you some trouble when we get in. I was like a bit inquisitive, fascinating. And feisty. Eh? And feisty. Say it again. And feisty. Yes. We <laughs> 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 notice you're very cautious, you know. But remember, you know, you grew up with your mother. You grew up with your mother, you know. This, the, these poems that you write, you don't think that you have a lot of, um, uh, what I call, very cute and unassuming ways of throwing words as we're saying in Jamaica. Yes, man, no doubt about that. Um, 
As a matter of fact, some of my friends from the Christian soldiers, in particular, Youth and Green, he used to call me the Kakati King. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm not a rude person. But yo, we don't take prisoners, we don't take talk. Mm -hmm. We call it a spear. We don't necessarily need to be politically correct when it's not an honorable thing to do. So we, we, we defend with credibility and with integrity with our regard, you know, because essentially that constitute the bedrock of what we are and what, and what we have. Yes. So we don't really, we don't really take kindly to, to that being challenged in any, you know, unreasonable way. Mm -hmm. And so those, those vibes found their way in the poems. And so we got an inspiration. Maybe it's a vision, you could call it. Because I was involved now in the union. And just like this, I would tell you some like problems when we get in Africa. There were some challenges. Is the union at um, cast? No, man. At um, telephone company. Telephone company, right, right, right. You know how they work as a union situation. Yeah, man. OK. Because me, me help negotiate some cases. And the man said, run out, and you feel be the union delegate, man. Say, no, I think we need to go to this and no. But I get an inspiration still, and I was a member of the credit union. And I applied for the very first Jamaica Cooperative Credit Union Scholarship. And I got that scholarship. We used to study telecommunications at CAS in a part-time way. Aye. And then I, I, I applied for that scholarship and became the first recipient of the Jamaica Telephone Company Cooperative Credit Union. And so we studied. Um, we studied um, industrial instrumentation. And interestingly, you know, we became involved in the student union. So I was the vice president for the CAS student union in my time as well. Right. Because you see, I got the inspiration for leave telecom company and go CAS. And I go find a pathway to lead me through life. So I think it maybe would have been the union thing. Because the thinking was that you go back with telephone company and okay. So let me that. so let me ask you a question. You just said a while ago you got inspiration to leave a uh, uh, telephone company to lead your true life. Yeah. What in what would have been in your mind at the time? your true life what, what how did you why, why did you feel that okay this is what i want to do and what was that thing that you say you wanted to do yeah to be honest when i said i was at that time you know we started working with telephone company in my teens you know mm -hmm. so never quite sure we didn't think of engineering at some point it may like marketing and radio and television practice casting technology, but after a while we settled into engineering. Um, but then, you know, you would not go find engineering to lead the true life. Engineering never studied, so I wonder if there would be an additional thing that maybe union life, because them did a boost me up uh, for union things, so that's why I maybe ended up that. But when, well, here is no, what is interesting, you know, my brother, I had a girlfriend at the time called Twiggy. I don't know if you listen to the poem in the poetry canyon. Yes. When we say yes. your girlfriend Twiggy left me. Yes. 
Right. So Twiggy used to type the poems then. Wow. So me did I wonder still if, but at the time I never think poetry is something that you could have really seriously do as a profession. So I never put much school on that. So me did I wonder at the time, say, if I write short stories, however, but me never put too much school on that. But after we started you now, while I, I, while I was the vice president, the vice president is responsible, as you might have known, for cultural and social activities on campus. So we started doing fundraising events. Mm -hmm. I was the first person to make a profit at a freshman fete. You know? A peer hustling going on the freshman fete. You know? We make thirty thousand dollar profit in the eighties. Wow. We lose some friends. We regain them after a while. Can them learn to respect it? Because most them them did consider me as a kind of a radical like. Some man figure some would have joined the hustling thing with them. But because I was on a scholarship, I have a few little dollars. And I make sure I have my bill for My friend them will come, they buy them a drink. First drink or two. And when they come, they say, yo, I'm going to powder people. Now. You know, I say, yo, I'm going to wallet. Because man come support the barber. But I'm going to make sure say, this thing works. You know, so, what do you need to After a time, the man come respect the vibe card. I say, Jano. They not expect that from me still, you know the way they? Yeah. True. We have born herb in time then, a vibe African kind of, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Radical, a little way up on the edge and thing, but remember, so we have a youth where we kind of like a paradox, you know, because we always neatly attired and slick and if we in a conversation that necessitate to speaking, close to profound English as we possibly can, we do that as well. So in other words, we, we don't look a keyless racha if it's not yes. necessary. Right. We can be racha as well too. So right. we kind of go, go through the way. So anyhow, so what happened is that we made some funds and then we had a fundraising event for the commerce department. And then we were working out with the in-class bubblers. And so we decided to do a performance. Mm -hmm. As they would have said, we tear up the place. Because I was a campus personality, like you know? Yeah. And how we feel on stage and the vibe we get after. We say, yo, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. You can't explain, man. You ever, I studied sociology, you know. Ah. Uh, so we count in the concept of intrinsic, you know, that inner satisfaction, which can yes. be measured with material things. And so the feeling that we get, it was euphoric. It was almost like transcendental. Ah, I understand perfectly, my friend. I understand yeah, perfectly. It, it was a vibe, man. It, it, yes. You can't explain it. Like the first so, vibe. So, 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 so that was like, you know, what you call it now, the aha moment. Um, yes. How did you now change, how did you now change your name from John John Sinclair at the time to Yasa Safari. What accounted for this name? All right. Let me give you the chart version. That is one of my most profound experiences ever. So by that time, my mother gave me her bedroom. Uh, she get to the most of the 11 people, if not all, I know. So the whole scanty. And um, that very same room, that she told me my name and what was happening on the DMA panel and so on. 
So those memories would have been a little bit more profound in that room. So I had an experience whereby you know, my friend Ilson has them still in a but it's almost like I was in a conference and I was the only person in flesh in the conference. I was like in a conference of the spirits. Mm -hmm. So I was given the meaning of John, the meaning of Antony, my own meaning of Sinclair. I was ushered through the idea. John means that I show mercy and favor. It was used before the birth of Christ. It is from Hebrew, Makonen. So I was given the, the outside of engineering and mathematics and the judiciary language. I was given the meaning of mercy and favor. Can I remember now? Evil is a tolerance which good itself allows you. Go again. Evil is a tolerance which good itself allows. Ah. So that good can manifest itself unquestionably good and unchallengeably good. If you look at engineering, for example, you have clearance, allowance. In a match, you have approximation, you have plus or minus, you have error. In the judiciary, you have mercy, pardon. In every discipline of life, you have that idea of, 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 of good error. And evil. Of good and evil. Bad and good, yeah. And when you look in, in Jamaica, them say when mercy God, judgment come. To me, that's profound. However, mercy endure forever. So that's not a contradiction because energy cannot be created and energy cannot be destroyed, but can only be transformed from one state of existence to the next. So in order to mercy endure forever, it has to be transformed and 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 in this meditation that I was in, it transformed into vision. And again, Jamaica said, give us vision, lest we perish. Then if you see the connections, you know. No, you know, you know what I what I, I realized though is that you analyze a lot of spiritual things or a lot of things that are that are through a very uh, physical physiological uh, and biological, sometimes chemical explanation. And it, it feels like when you talk about spiritual life or spiritual things, it's really no different. I, I should say no different, but it's not this out there thing. It can be manifested through physical. Well, I know you're right on point again, bro. Spirituality is experiential. So you, you, you refer to me as an intellect. If I can be called an intellect, you could call me an eclectic intellect. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, yes. Using the very same description that you just did. Right. So, so, so when we analyze and link and connect and come across everything is a part of an integrated whole. You know? Right. And so when we, when we, when we journey through that and this was an experience I mean it was like a soul I mean it was like almost out of this world you know the kind of vibration the kind of lessons I learned the kind of instructions I was given How I was I was given this was in the early 90s so you would call that I was in the 30s okay late 20s early 30s mm -hmm. and so I was given me purpose 
in my modern manifestation, in my contemporary future futuristic manifestation. I consider myself as an apostle of Christ. And I consider myself as a disciple of Rastafari. And there's no difference. I remember we had a conversation. Uh, a hold a second, hold a second. You're really going to confuse some people out there. So no, right now, you know, man. So you're going, you're going to have to go explain yourself. So no, because you just confound enough people a while ago. You say that you consider yourself a disciple of Christ and a disciple of Rastafari. No, how that work, my friend? Because many of us believe right. that who are. So as not to, so as not to confuse the people. Let me just say quickly that we can come in a like confusion. Even the Bible speak of Christ alluding to the Father. His majesty alluding to Christ. The Father and the Son are one. We see highly Selassie as the father of humanity. So we see highly Selassie as the father of Christ. His majesty follows Christ. Christ follows the father. There's no difference, it's oneness. Because he that humbled himself shall be exalted. He that exalted himself shall be a base. This applied to God and Christ the same way. What if you say, what you say? Okay. You say, what you say? Okay, accept it. Remember, say, no. A Christ himself said, the Father and the Son are one. You remember that in the Bible? So, in a sense, no, you know, my brother. No, I go too deep in that because we don't like to be a religion. But first of all, again, too, is His Majesty said the different religious movements are simply like the loving fingers of the hand. You know? We already, you and I, established that spirituality is experiential. Operative word loving. Yes. So, in other words, you see all the, you see all the, the big finger going like him at the Kakati King. Mm -hmm. Point and far from the other people. Then. Right. But you see when them come to work together, him did it with them. Then he go over him corner again. Everyone and when, they, and when they come together, they all symbolize strength. Exactly. And then again, if you look at the, the, the elements, you know what we you know what the term represents. No. You know, he must space, man. So it's like you hold him space. Oh. You know, see space. Oh. Don't forget the fact, right, even when I was given my name, Yasuo Safari, it was pointed out to me about the five letters of the, you know, and the toes and the fingers and the number five. I may have a fascination with the number five from then to you. Know, the, whole, the whole thing. So the so name Yasos, the name Yasos means what? Yasuo Safari. A, a gift of vision among us. I hear this now. When we say Rastafari, I know my mother and I know the beat. You know. But my mother did, did, did make the mistake. Go tell me, say, when we did that, she prayed for God to take back. My mother said there was a thunderstorm outside, but there was a thunderstorm inside the house. I Come, come down with card on my neck and everything. My mother had to remove her over. So me said, then, mom, you know, ask God to take me back. She said, yes, so what? Me said, so God answer your prayer. He said, what do you mean by that? <laughs> me said, God, take me back and give it to the people. 
Yes, yes, yes. I'm with you. They live a mother in Chesburg. Pray for God, take back this child. They were saying, God not answer your prayer, man. He never take me back in terms of maybe you that think if you go back where I come from. You know, your pain and 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 and, and so you and have now identified your purpose as being yes for yes. the people. Yes, from Earl. I remember saying, so he asked yeah. my mother this about 11, 12. So we always have this sense of purpose. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And so from that early stage, me see myself as being a gift amongst my people. Yeah. And, and my gift is vision. Yeah. Remember, in terms of the lecture that I got when we get the name, vision is really mercy transformed, you know. Mercy transformed. Yes. Mm. Wow. That's very interesting. Uh, it goes back to that line you said, you know, in that poem. You are, it says you are, a, you're a present. You're an answer to a lost question, a question to a lost answer. And when you talk about vision and how that is transformed and especially if it is transformed from one person to a lot of people then you become the answer and then you provide them with the answer to the question that they've been asking exactly. and it goes on and on and on and on and on exactly we're going to share something real quick When the delegation from Jamaica visited His Imperial Majesty on the 21st of April, 1961, my mother was five months pregnant with me. Oh. When His Majesty visited Jamaica on the 21st of April. That's Haile Selassie. Haile Selassie, 1966. I don't know if you recognize this, but I wrote about it in my book, Overstanding Rastafari. His Majesty was invited to Jamaica exactly five years before he came to Jamaica. He was invited on the 21st of April, 1961, and visited Jamaica on the 21st of April, 1966. Mm. So His Majesty visited Jamaica exactly five years after. And when His Majesty visited Jamaica, I was five years old. Mm -hmm. When he was invited, I was five months old. Listen, we can't get into them story we didn't know, it'll take forever. You know? Well, you see that experience which I had, I was given the name Ras Johannes I, Yasha Safara I Selassie. Um, but that's another story. When I visited Ethiopia in 1996, three young men jumped the barricade and people, Muta Baraka was there, Kabu was there, Youth and Green, Dawit, Tonerable. The beauty them jumped this barricade at the stage and say, You, you are the apostle Johannes, the favorite apostle of Christ. So we find that very interesting. And I actually visited Ethiopia in the year of Johannes and the day of Johannes. That's interesting again. Now, when we assess still, you know, my brother. Is that when you were, is that when you were crowned? Uh... I read somewhere where you're crowned king in, in Ethiopia and Ghana. Is, is that the time? <laughs> I think the people who made this coming a little bit over generous, but we have always been 
acknowledged in ways that make we go in our cell and say, wow, why are these people saying these things? When we go amongst Hawaii, mm -hmm. the Pacific people, the Aboriginal people, the Maori people, the people in Arizona, the Ghanaian people, the Ethiopian people, the Maoris are saying as a, all right, for example, the New Zealand people say I am the migrating albatross. So me as how with them people are dealing. So when we go dig up now, the people them see the migrating albatross as an ancestor will guide them future. Absolutely. So them say, my visit in the community is one of the most significant, can only be compared with the visit of Bob Marley. So when we go in Ethiopian and um, Ghana, them see as a song like a song, ancient spirit, ancient soul returning, you know. The, the Mexican people, Kanekaito, Geronimo. Geronimo. Yes. <laughs> so, them give I and I a book about Geronimo in the spirit of Crazy Horse. And the youth give me a cry and I kind of something me and say, Hey, you give me a cowboy book and, 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 and I keep up a bag of excitement. I will be check it out, you know, it's the ultimate honor. So I tell you my youth. So uh, 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 ladies and gentlemen, my friend them, you know, if we if I as as Yasa was saying out there are there's so much that we could say, we could talk about. I mean, we probably might be here for three, four hours because this man is a repository of knowledge, information, experience. All kinds of things. And so we're up to try to get the most out of this. Uh, Yasas, you said, you said, I heard you at one of your Jamaica uh, Poetry in Motion presentations. And, and you said, language, the, the, the language that you speak uh, shapes and dictate your thinking. Uh, you think in the language that you speak. And language, then the language that you speak shapes and dictates your thinking. And you're a man of words. You're a man of not just words, but you skillfully and potently craft language in such a way that, I mean, it excites the mind, but it also excites something deeper than that. Miss Lou, you describe as a, a hero. How influential was Miss Lou in the journey of you becoming this massive poet? And, and, and just how, what language means and should mean to people, especially a dispossessed people like herself. Right, maybe not as directly influential as one would have thought, however, in terms of an indirect way. I never knew Miss Lou until I was instrumental in the invitation of Miss Lou to Jamaica at the Emancipation Park. You know, not many people know that, but that is true. So that was only the first time we meet 
this low physical. And I gave her a poem, Patwa Talking, which she in inspired. So I consider Miss Lowe as the neuro-linguistic mother of Jamaica. As a matter of fact, when we said this to Fabia, Miss Lowe's son, he was almost afraid of me until he took him a couple of years, he was never afraid of me again. Come here to him, say, you see Miss Lowe? And Miss Lowe, I married the mother of Christ, you know? <laughs> I know, right? I know. <laughs> but, but look here. How we come to that quickly? We are the people who were crucified at the International Cross of Slavery and Colonialism. And we were burdened to the sepulchre of death and captivity. Yet we refused to die. And we became the only holistic and authentic and indigenous response to the crucifixion of colonialism and slavery. And we became the children of the Black Resurrection, breeding new thoughts, new hopes, new perspective into the temple of the family of humanity. We are the people, Christ Joseph. You think in the language that you speak, and the language that you speak shape and dictate your thinking. Language is the currency of your mind. In other words, just like when you have the currency, the dollars and the cents and the pound, you call the currency, you transact for the economic health and well being and the fiscal reality of a people. The language now is the currency of the mind and the universe is mental. It's not by accident that every colonialist had to cut out your tongue, literally and figuratively, to control your mind, to control your thinking to control the heavens, to inhabit and demon possess your mind so that them can control you. The highest form of governance is mind control. And language is an indispensable tool of mind control and predictive programming. So, so you see where Miss Lou, uh -huh. sorry? Go ahead. You see, see where Miss Lou do for Jamaica? Yo. Miss Lou is like a nanny, you know. If I never Miss Lou pen, you know, with IM16 and AK47, Miss Castling, you know, <laughs> to the work where she do, you know, with her pen and her tongue, you know, her tongue is a pen of her right, as you know. She disarmed the colonialists, them. She empowered the people, them. She dragged up the society, them. And said, what do I do? And she used laughter and disarmed them. But Mr. Anna Kobidan, Mr. Revolutionary. And I, I should use that and, and give the people in my life. Like, Jamaica people don't even fully know Miss Lulu for them. Don't take them time. So, in a sense, for me directly, I, I'm a recipient of that power where Miss Lulu give that people. Because you see, language is a tool of dumb pressure. Language is one of the most essential tools of your reconstruction and your reassertion. You know how choice. Because you think in the language that you speak and the language that you speak shape and dictate your thinking. So, so, so when we don't own our language, we don't own, as we call it, patwa, but as a patwa is, is really French in terms of its pronunciation. But when we talk about Jamaican language or, or Jamaican language. If we don't own it, then essentially we haven't seriously found ourselves yet. No, you don't own yourself. You still are the straw man. 
Anytime people discover them language, them, them bundle the straw man and, and regain their soul. Remember, so the colonialist trade not only in men, you know, but in the souls of man, women, and children. You know. Don't think more you go read up on the straw man and your listeners, you know. Yeah. So, what happened, you know, my brother? One of the greatest disservice you could do to yourself is don't repossess your language. And language is also experiential, just like every liberative theology must be experiential. No religion that is imposed upon people is liberative. No religion imposed on a people is liberating. Yeah. Okay. Let's this, 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 this cut the shortcut, man. Let's look up theology. Theology, by definition, is liberative. Mm-hmm. No, language. Uh, so it's another word. If your religious view or your spirituality is not experiential, and you know, develop a system of belief and practices that emanate from your spirituality, or in the same way, language, if your language is not experiential, if it emanate yeah. from your experiences, yeah. Then it is not important and liberative. So what we do you know is that is allow people are right, look here. Colonialism is, is literally a demon possession. All right, look here. May I teach my 10-year-old daughter about neurolinguistic sasu and neurolinguistic healing? You know? Every day we get up and pray and ask God to bless me. So we end up every day and ask God for be less we. Be less. <laughs> <laughs> you think these things are by accident, Philip? <laughs> yes, 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 no, you mash me up, man. <laughs> no, listen, my brother, listen to me. Listen, listen to me, I to you. <laughs> More or less, listen to this film, Alecrae. Uh, go on through. Neuro, you know physics? I did physics. Yeah. All right. You ever do the method of magnetizing a non-magnetic material uh-huh. through the single and double stroke method? Uh-huh. So you ever see them get the machine filing or the file dropping from the grinder? Right. And then put it on a template and subject it to vibration. Right. And it and it and it and it configure the filings in a particular way. This right. could be equated to the neurons of the nervous system. Every thought, word, and deed reconfigure your neurons. Hmm. Okay. You it, goes back, it goes back to, as you said, you think in the language yeah. that you Every say. thought, word, and deed, and your actions as well, nobody even reach you to say it. Every thought, word, and deed reconfigure your neurons. Well, some people so will argue that um, dance, um, a patois. You know, it's chatting bad and patois is what influenced violent and negative behavior, especially when it comes down to dance or music. What is your take on that? Hogwash. It's hogwash. Because if you look, the English language is not as true and not as real. It is hyper-rooted and pretentious. Our language is more colorful, more real, more honest, more picturesque 
which is the important thing. Because language is meant to create mental images so that can take you to live the experience which you articulate. If I could Our have language. Hand, if I could have shaked your hand, I would have shaked your hand right now. Yes, yes, I mean, that was like, boom, right. That was, that, that was excellent a while ago. Excellent. Yes. It, so we don't listen to what they say because we know Baker. So remember, so when a man say, you see, Philip, you see, when me I say, that's epitomized language, you know? So in other words, when we paint the experience, we bring you to the place that you can smell where we did that smell. Yeah, I true, man. I true that. You can't feel, you can't see, you can't, nothing left. I true that. closest thing to the real thing. And that is the real purpose of, of the thing. So Absolutely. what happened now, my brother? We talk about neurolinguistic sasha and neurolinguistic here. Now, let me share some quickly with you, your listeners. It's not by accident that me call my book Overstanding Rastafari Jamaica's Gift to the World, you know. Part of the neurolinguistic healing. You know why our people end up here to self, are here to liberators, are love with oppressors, because they are called oppressors. Emphasis on the word. And subliminal, that, that brings a subliminal messaging which suggests to you uh-huh. that your dumb pressures are lifting you up. Let me try to simplify it. Take the thing in its component parts. The word up, whether it is UP or OP, it still gives the sonic representation of up. So up. Press. We know up is anti-gravity. But, we but know yes, is... the word is not spelled U-P, it's spelled O-P. Listen, we don't tell you so whether you want to say O-P or U-P, the sonic representation is up. <laughs> and you ever hear about new you ever hear about neurolinguistic aesthetics? Yeah, tell me about it now. All right. You know, so the word government at one point was government. Government. Yes. That I can understand because of the well, meaning I, of the I, word I, politics. Aesthetics and dodging, three and get to the two, our, but maybe come to that. All right? So you, 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 we agree with this is OP, but we are talking about subliminal programming All right. and, 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 and the sonic representation. Right. But just bear with me and tolerate my foolishness and speak some sense of it. Oppress. Why is that word? You think it's by accident that word is oppress? Which is really the act of pressing you down? That's yes, that's actual the actual meaning, yes. No, why couldn't he call down press? Well, clearly. It's rhetorically that you didn't have answer. So what me I try to suggest to you here, so my brother, is because as I said to you, so the person is pressing you up. Mm-hmm. So you are subliminally programmed into thinking that this person will lift you up because you aspire to this person's straight nose, light skin, light hair, mm-hmm. thin lip, names, the way I eat, the way I speak. So nothing black no good. Yes. If you brown, maybe it'll be better. Yeah. But if you black are the worst thing that you black right. ugly like sin. Yeah. So you see, you, 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 you go outside of yourself, you look outside of yourself. 
your value, everything else except yourself. And so the word to, in my thinking is to is 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 is, is social neurolinguistic engineering enough you know, to think that this person is lifting you up. So by association, no, the other person must be lifting you down. So to me, we have been socially re-engineered to love our dumb process. Look, in, in this 21st century, the Prime Minister who could have been his son announced 21 days mourning for the head of the genocidal institution that is responsible for the rape, genocide, and plunder of our people for hundreds of years. It is, in my mind, no disrespect, but me, you say me, you would be taught the truth as, as best as we know it, once it's necessary. This is no different than celebrating and mourning for the person who raped your daughter or your son or both of them. After 60 years in this 21st century. I mean, come on, wake up and leave Jamaica. We and shouldn't this, even and, read. And this is exactly why, this is exactly why somebody like you is on lights, camera, real life, because we talk, oh, go. I, I really want to um, tell you how much I appreciate that statement a while ago, and I appreciate just you sharing, honestly and openly. The fact that you say the Jamaican language is more real, is more honest, in light of the negative press that it gets, uh, generally speaking, and in light of the fact that as, as Black people, because this program is going to listen to all kinds of people, black, white, and otherwise. And we are all for all people. We don't want to get, the, get the, the misunderstanding that we're not for all people. We're, all, we're for all people. But we're talking about a moment in time in history when. Oh, hold on, hold on. Listen. My lecture and workshops across the world, you know. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, white people more open and receptive to my lecture than the black people. I believe you. Because I hear this now. This Africa gave birth to all humanity. We bring all nations bar none. The white people, they might pick it up. So we don't exclude no one. We are humanitarian to the T. So we embrace all humanity because we are human beings before we are African, Absolutely. before we are Rasta, before Absolutely. we are Christian, before we are Muslim. Absolutely. Before we are atheists, before we are Jain, before we are Buddhist. So we really settle that. Mm -hmm. And people who are really familiar with my work, they know we don't have a problem. As a matter of fact, the idea of black and white is a conspiracy to divide and rule the people. This idea was only invented a few hundred years ago. Yes. Virginia. Yes. To divide and rule the people. Yes. yes. Before and we, then, and we, now, we now was, know. Was, was, was we, we now. 1784. Yeah, we, we now know that, you know, uh, all peoples came from us. We, we, we now know that. Even the other day in Ireland, they found 
some DNA, some history that the origin, the original people were black people with blue eyes. Look here, my brother, Ongo people were not really, people were late in coming real life, debate them thing there. Enough white people pass all them places a long time. Long time. It's a conspiracy to divide and rule the people because look here. Some people say they don't love black people, yet they have a black cushion and they in bed and sleep with them and kiss them and all them out. <laughs> so you see, the black people don't really love. They hate and use excuse. They yeah. say they like white, yeah. but you have a white poodle asleep with and, 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 and eat out of your plate with you. Yeah, you, yes, us. You have some issues. Eh? Yes, us. We are going to have, we're going to have it, take it down, you know, because trust me, <laughs> as I say, we can go on and on. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend and my people and everywhere, we are talking to Yasus Afari. This man is a renowned internationally, locally, all over the place, poet, but not just a poet. He's a man who is serious about social transformation, social renewal, using his poetry to entertain and to uplift and to empower. Yasos, my final question to you is this. If one young person was listening to you right now, what is that thing you would say to that person? What is the thing you want them to know? What you would want them to know? The most important thing you would want them to know. It may be so cliche-ish, what we still have to Try to know yourself. Try to know where you are. Try to know if you have the skills and the tools to help you do what you come for do. Because if I even in your house, you know, all the furniture them have a purpose. The table, the chair, the switch, the bulb, the bed, the dresser, the tile, the carpet, the curtain. And you are more than furniture, you know? Yes. You are a living being. So you have a purpose. It is important to find that purpose. And I would like to suggest to you, you have the resources to fulfill that purpose. So know yourself. Be yourself, find a purpose, and by all honorable means at the disposal, fulfill your purpose. And once you do that, not even the angels in heaven can do better than you. Uh, that was well said. Uh, I felt that, and I take that for myself too, because um, that is for every one of us, every one of us. But I, I like to always talk to the young people. I mean, like how you share, I like how you move. Make, not going to make you leave though, before you perform at least one piece for you know. And you know what that one is, me like is eye pen. <laughs> We're one of my favorite that the summit can refuse. Did you know that is one of the, I think I wrote this poem, but it's between, after chaos, I work with JPS for like a while ago. It's not that phase I try to apply some of what we learn and practice into my poetry. Mm -hmm. So this is one of those pieces. 
observation, inspiration, meditation. Charge with vibration. Climax reaching orgasm. I pen mechanism is ejaculated and I see men flowing from my pen. Warriors of humanity, enemies of autocritic, champions of right, children of light, fighting against evil Satan the devil. Soldiers of the army is trying apartheid and poverty, establishing free man, free woman, equality and liberty. I tongue is the pen of a ready writer, writing upon the winds of time. I mind rise upon the fleshy pages of my heart. I eyes the mirror of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. I'm seeking divinity, propagating I thoughts by the powers of telepathy, giving thanks and praises unto the most high, his imperial majesty, Emperor Haile Selassie, I, Jah, Rastafari, I, as I see men, women, and children flowing from my pen, I pen. I pen, I pen, mightier than the sword, every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> it is not goodbye, it's see you later. Look here, no man. Yes, us. Thank you. You. Yeah, man. Give thanks, man. My full joy, the reasoning, bro. Yes, man. Yes, man. My full joy, more than times 10. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. It's another episode of Lights, Camera, Real Life with our esteemed guest, Yasos, Yasos Afarai. Listen, man, if you want to hear this episode again, you can tune into YouTube, you can tune into Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your, your podcasts. And let's, let me tell you something. Please like, share, and subscribe. Tell me how you feel, comment, share, and tell us everything how you feel about this. And listen up next time. Your lights come around. We like them. Another very special and inspiring guest coming your way.